0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith
1: Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard, coming to you from London this week. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital here in Los Angeles. Hello, Katie. How are you? Gemini's have a nice uh, holiday weekend? I had a wonderful long weekend, and actually, I've had a wonderful long traveling <laughs> time. Keith and I haven't seen each other in forever.
0: <laughs> but you wouldn't know from listening to the podcast because it's the magic... Of podcasting that you wouldn't know, but yeah, we we actually haven't. I, I'm still not in the same place as Katie, and maybe I'll see her in the next few months. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But the important part is we're here together because the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about Taylor Swift's big debut at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with Lover, and Lizzo scoring her first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with
1: Truth Hurts. Yay, Lizzo! Plus, we have an interview with 5 Seconds of Summer. The guys came by to chat about their new single, Teeth, their upcoming album, their tour with the Chainsmokers, and more, so stay tuned for that in just a little bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts.
0: Alrighty, let's do some chart chat. First up, Taylor Swift's lover, you may have heard of that album. Debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, uh, giving the pop superstar her sixth number one album. Uh, Lover starts with 867,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending August 29th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 679,000 were in album sales. Both figures are the largest registered for any album in a single week since Swift's own last album, Reputation, debuted with 1.238 million units in its first week, and of that sum, 1.216 million were in album sales.
1: Whoa. And in more Taylor Chart Domination news, all 18 of the songs on the Lover album are on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Three of the album songs continue to chart, one re-enters, and 14 debut, plus one of those tracks, the album's title cut, jumps from number 19 to number 10, marking Swift's 25th top 10 single. It's a
0: whole lot of Swift going on. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, next up, staying with the Hot 100, for the third week in a row,
0: there's a brand new number one as Lizzo's Truth Hurts rises from number three to number one in its 17th week on the list. Uh, The song is basking in the glow of Lizzo's performance of the track on last week's MTV Video Music Awards, as well as a a Today Show performance on August 23rd, I think. Uh, The cut posts gains in sales and streams, and... Marks Lizzo's first number 1 on the Hot 100 chart.
1: It's honestly just kind of like an incredible journey for this song. It came out back in 2017, but it only caught fire earlier this year after it was in the Netflix film Someone Great. Did you see Someone Great, Keith?
0: I haven't, and I feel like this movie must have been hugely popular for the song to kind of catch fire from this, and I'm just maybe missing the boat entirely.
1: It's a really fun rom-com and actually uh back to Taylor Swift for a second, a song on The Lover album, uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts was inspired by the movie Someone Great. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the so back to Lizzo though. Uh, Truth Hurts was later added to the deluxe version of her album Because I Love You, and here we are now. You know, months, years later, and it is number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So congratulations to Lizzo.
0: Yes, queen word. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so. Now, it's time for our interview with 5 Seconds of
0: Summer. Uh, The band, Luke, Ashton, Michael, and Callum, came by the office recently to talk about their new single, Teeth, um, how all-around guitar god Tom Morello factors into the track, uh, the making of their upcoming album, and their upcoming tour with the Chainsmokers. Uh, P.S., when you hear the band start talking, Luke speaks first, followed by Ashton, then Michael, and then Callum, just so you can keep all the voices straight in your head. So, here's our chat with 5 Seconds of Summer. Late night, devil, put your hands on Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast 5 Seconds of Summer. Hey, guys. Hey, How are you going? man. Hello. Um, Hello. <laughs> uh, Thrilled that you guys could come in for this. You've been on the show before. The last time you were on was for our special fifth anniversary show. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And then before that, you were on our 100th episode, Spectacular. This particular show (laughs) is just special because you're on it. I don't have anything else tied to it, unfortunately. (laughs) There's
2: no sort of gimmick with this one. No
0: no gimmick. It's just you guys, and that's why it's special. Cool. Um, But there's a lot to talk about. New music, new album coming, new tour, new everything. Um, But first... You recently released the single and video for Teeth. Uh, it's a pretty visually stunning video with a song to match. Um, when I heard the song, it has like sort of hues of like new wave and industrial electronic rock, all kind of blended in there, paired with some pretty emotional lyrics. Um, talk me through how the song came together. Uh, did you? How'd you guys write the song? All that stuff. I want to hear everything about it.
3: Mm. It's a big story.
0: Well, we you, you, <laughs> yeah. you can go as long as you like. We're here. Well, no, we're here for like what three hours, you guys? I'm kidding. Yeah, we got three hours. Um,
3: tell me, tell me. Later. Yeah, so we were in the studio with uh, Andrew and Ally. We we wrote pretty much the whole album with that you hear soon. Um, we did uh, easier with Ryan Tedder, and so we continued to write with him. And it was just one of those. It was kind of in. I don't exactly remember all the details because it was kind of a blur of. A month or a month and a half of writing that's kind of where the album came from just kind of every day going in and trying to beat what we did the day before mm. or even beat what we did like you know on our previous albums with young blood and you know so on so forth but uh yeah it kind of just came about i remember we were going i remember we were going through like a bunch of different like starter ideas cause we had ryan there he's there for like a couple of hours and we we're like oh flicking through things and the one thing that came up was like a bass Line idea, I believe. Ashen can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but a baseline idea. Ashen um, shaking his head no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I don't hear this. This is not this how track. it happened. For the people listening who can't
0: see him, he was shaking his head no.
3: Yeah, and it kind of it came about really quickly Actually, it was just like a baseline, then worked on the melody, and then the lyrics came after. It was very, very, very simple. Um, but yeah, it was kind of just in that blur of writing. It was just one of those ideas that really like stuck out, and we held on to, and you know, we ran with it on on the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the, when you're sort of vibing and just trying to find something, you found the baseline. So the the music came first and then you paired lyrics to it or did it all sort of kind of mush together kind of in the same Yeah. Way?
4: A, a lot of this album is music first, lyric second. Uh, music first, melody second, lyric last usually wow. um, is kind of what it is, the process at the moment. Um, The good thing about producing our stuff with Andrew Watt is he has the ability to uh, take a band, a four-piece band like us, and we record live in his studio. We come up with ideas, and we did that for about two weeks. We just do a couple of ideas every day. Mm. And then he has this incredible engineer who will piece it all together and kind of quantize it and make sure it's not like sounding like just four (laughs) guys in a room banging on instruments. So then we do that, and then we kind of formulate an idea of how this could work with the direction that we want to go in. And obviously we're a pop group. So we're like, okay, is this suitable for uh, you know, a big melody that would work? Is this suitable for uh, the lyrical tone we're going for? And then we kind of comprise our lyric content with Ali Temposi, and we would come out with lyrics and melody with her um, on these tracks that had been kind of cleaned up from a live setting. Mm-hmm. And then we send them to Lubel. And Lou Bell kind of modernizes. Sprinkles Lou Bell exactly. dust on it. Uh, and then you have your song. So that's kind of where Teeth came from and, and a lot of all the other songs on our new record as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So And Tom Morello, God Tom Morello, is <laughs> is on the track. Is yeah. is he doing uh, – the press release says that he's playing guitar throughout the track. Yeah. How much Where? How? – where is he in and you – begin or is that all him uh, I don't tell me either. Tom's I mean the pre-existing track
4: it would sound I mean we would fill in the kind of space that Tom is playing if he wasn't on the song but his playing stylistically he's yeah he's
2: oh. throughout the whole song But then you're you're in there with him Exactly <clears throat> yeah his yeah. I I think the main the main parts that Tom that you can really hear him on is that last kind of um, mm-hmm. re-intro part of the song mm-hmm. where it where it kind of does like the more soloy section. Right.
0: That's like his his vibe. The part at the end where you sort of see the two guitars like battling yeah. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was
3: like, maybe this is Tom right yeah. here. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was kind of like a thing where the, the song was written and it was pretty much there. And Andrew obviously knows a bunch of – Andrew Watt knows a bunch of people and had Tom come over um, – and he kind I'm of sure just had Tom Morello. Yeah, exactly. he <laughs> just like cash. So he, he was. It almost was like just kind of do your thing on it. So even like the um the I don't know how to describe them. like the chugs in mm-hmm. the verse. They kind of sound like a like a snare or something, but they're actually him chugging on his guitar, like he does in a lot of Rage songs. And then the guitar at the end is very, very Tom Morello. Yeah,
4: yeah, which takes you to. Um, The finessing of paying attention to industrial minimal elements in our music at the moment. I mean, there's no actual snares or anything that you would have in your regular rock song. Um, Well, regularly, what this band has is we have like a drum layering in there. Um, But this one is using just breaths and like Mm. static and chugs and electronic kind of muted sounds,
0: which is cool. When you're in the studio and the four of you are recording... And you've got the song kind of in some sort of semblance. Are you also thinking, all right, shit, we have to do this live, (laughs) like on the road. How can we replicate this without a bunch of computers assisting us?
4: I think we're never afraid of that because we actually, I think we're a better live band than we are a recording group Hmm. at the minute. And they're two very different things, obviously. But as a live band, I think we have a familiar energy that we always try to captivate which isn't hard for us to find mm-hmm. in the studio um it's actually hard for us to inject uh organic elements sometimes um that would be raw enough to translate live and and also what our audience would expect and what would be kind of scary to them as a as a sonic i mean it's something that we've struggled with because we are actually playing a lot more instruments on our tracks than we ever have like we're playing pretty much everything um apart from like i don't know 808s or something like extra production stuff right. um but our fans some of them have been like oh you guys aren't it's not your second record that you put out and we're like yeah but we're actually a lot more complex musically these days yeah. and and more hands on than we used to be so you got to grow yeah you totally change. and i think
2: we play we play a pretty good balance when we're in the studio because you know there is there is the part of us knowing that you have to eventually play the song. But I think that it when you're in the studio, it's just about what is going to sound really good on this song mm-hmm. and how are we going to make people, when they put their headphones on and whatever they do, to listen to this song. How is that going to sound great? Because I think as we've been a band for so long taking it to a live environment isn't going to be hard. Mm. And it, it's never it's never really been that difficult to translate any of these, any of like the new songs that you'll hear. It's not going to be hard for us to translate it into a live environment because it's based around live music. Right. And so when you base it around live music and then that's when you decide to kind of like strip away some of the elements that don't really fit and add in things that are more like production value type of stuff. It still has like the DNA of a live band song. And so as soon as we get into rehearsal and we start playing those songs live, it's like super easy. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I was reading um, how some of the music on the new album, uh, which is coming at some point soon, we'll talk more about, about that in a second, was kind of influenced a bit by, I think, Luke going to... Doth Clubs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that, is I that... would I would say that would be a cheesy thing for us
4: to agree with. But okay. I think mm. a lot of the new music has been influenced by, yes, yeah, certain specific uh, <laughs> nightlife. Nightlife. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it before. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of like, um, how do I word this? I don't know, just paying attention to to energies that draw you and inspire you. And I guess that's why we moved to L.A. Like I wouldn't be sitting in... Middle of fucking nowhere, Sydney. If I was looking for inspiration, um, and we were looking for things that inspired us, and they were raw. Um, I think there's been some specific uh, musical taste shifts in the group for sure, hmm. especially since the last
0: record. So, "Teeth" and "Easier" are both coming, are, are both part of a forthcoming album. Mm-hmm. Yes, are these two songs indicative of kind of the sonic vibe of the album, Callum? Mm-hmm. You have yet to speak to any yes. of us yet. Well,
5: it's kind of like the first time I'm really speaking about teeth or whatever. So well, I'm what better kinda, time than now? It's <laughs> uh, interesting just to hear everyone's <laughs> thoughts. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say they serve uh, different purposes within the album. Hmm. I say because <clears throat> we very much create um, <clears throat> songs as as an album or thinking as the album as a whole. Instead of just individual songs um and I think with teeth um that's a song that we didn't have, and i didn't initially I didn't write the song, so I was hearing it with fresh kind of fresh ears, and I knew um it was something that we hadn't discovered yet within the band hmm. um which is why i'm I'm so happy to that we're releasing it as a single as well um it It reminds me of like as weird as it sounds like kind of a c d c in in terms of like the pulse and energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And for that, it's a really special thing for me um, because it means that we're almost connecting with the roots of the band um, in a modernistic way. Uh, So I'd say it is definitely within these two songs are good indicators of... The rest of it isn't like a new age album. No. Okay. Um, But they're good good indicators of of what's to come. It's definitely my favorite album yeah. we've ever created, for sure.
4: There's also, like, there could be potentially a slight directional shift after this single, but as a, a pop group at the moment, we understand there's a there's a versatility on our record as well that, that could be utilized if, for instance, people absolutely hate Teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's a potential. It's like, we love Teeth, and that's <laughs> the only thing that really that's matters. the only thing that matters, really. Uh, but... Also, there are other songs that we have that would guide people, maybe eventually back to Teeth.
0: You have an album's we, worth of amazing material. Yeah, I
4: hope so. Well, like a, I like
3: it. There's so. a thread that, you know, kind of runs through it. But you know, Teeth is stands on its own, and there's def, is right. There's definitely um other songs that you know might cater to other people, and hopefully would bring them back around to easier and Teeth, which is kind of the the plan of like the whole <laughs> thing of an album. Yeah, you know, you want it to be diverse. You don't want to hear the same song have many times. Yeah,
2: and like. Just to cap off album conversation. It's hey now, really we're, we're hard. It well, okay, <laughs> well, not capping off. I'm just saying my piece. This record that that we're about to release is just... It's so fucking good. It actually <laughs> is just so good. And I, I'm, like, proud to say that, you know? It's just oh, so... I haven't heard you say that in a long time. It's, like, it's so different in every single song that you hear. And it's so current, but also... A throwback at the same time it really is gonna be like exactly what i think people who are fans of five seconds of summer are gonna want you know should we it's tell them about, like, the hey, album
5: name gonna... guys let's tell should them the we... album <laughs> name we'll on the one
4: album two three I, t- I, <laughs> I text everyone once a week so like what's the album gonna be called
0: <laughs> just like know, no I answers <laughs> <so>. yeah i <laughs> oh, like that was my next question what's the name of the album <laughs> all right <laughs> um so there is no. T- is there actually no title, or you're just not? We don't have it? a title, no title because title right you don't now. want okay. to call it something cheesy either. You know what I mean? Because it is darker, so
4: you get like inclined to call it like darker. I didn't fucking know something that's like
3: intriguing, but yeah. also. I mean, at the moment, we'd probably call know, it teeth. But then, untitled. like as as you release more songs, you kind of. I don't know. I think we'll unravel what the name will be. You've got
4: these like Depeche Mode records that are called Violator and Ultra and it's like these fucking epic names and I can't yeah. see us pulling that off at the moment. So I don't know I yeah. don't know like what we're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Violator Violator doesn't really work that well. They also yeah. had people are people. You know, yeah, they also I mean
0: yeah, they, you know, they had it. Anyway, we're talking we're not talking about Depeche Mode. Um so Is there a general time of when this album is coming? Is it this year? Is it early Mm -hmm. next year? Do we know? I think it's. It'll be next year. Yeah, it'll be next year. We we tried. We tried to get
2: it out this year, but it's just not going to work. But we want to get it out as early as possible. It's just not going to work. It's Um, just not going to work for any of us. (laughs) Well, we had a lot to do this
4: year as well. Like we we signed a new label and everything. It's been. I was going to
0: ask you. um, you, There are people in the from the label in this room looking at me right now that are trying to drag (laughs) you out. But I wanted to ask specifically, with. The success of Youngblood, which mm-hmm. was your biggest single yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming off three number one albums. Yeah. All the extent of your full length studio albums. Uh-huh. And going to a new label, Interscope Records. Yeah. Was there a pressure internally on yourselves? Like, oh, shit, this is, what are we going to do? No. This or you're just, just like,
4: nah, we're good. No, the decision we've made to, to even just change a lot of our situations has been really empowering and, and liberating to the creativity of the group and the direction and, instinctual kind of feelings on our music that we have are more aligned with the people we work with now um which is great so it's it's it feels really refreshed and really good
0: last thing tour yes coming up yeah Chainsmokers yeah September 25th runs through December 6th excited have you figured out who's going on stage first that's the most important question it's definitely or are they just there going to be djing the entire time with you? <laughs> well you got to picture it like this you go for a night
4: out it's friday night you're down at the echoplex or something i don't know where you go and then you're there's... playing the forum in la yeah by the way i don't know if you <laughs> knew that I, and i the, the way we're playing the echo and and i picture it like this it's like you go in it's like 9 p.m you're in like the kind of rock pop room but you know there's an EDM party upstairs. But you gotta have a couple beverages before you go upstairs, and then you go see the chase Smokers sure. after us. That's kind of how we're seeing the natural progression yeah. of this
3: like evening. The
2: narrative. It's the narrative <laughs> the, at the Echo, but you're in the forum, right? <laughs> you know.
3: So we're like the couple beverages band. Yeah, right, but right. It's
2: good. We've got a set list planned. We're excited. It's gonna be good. And those guys, I don't know if you've ever met them, but they're they're like. Just the greatest people on earth. So, we really enjoy spending time with them, and it's going to be a fun tour. And and yeah,
4: well, yeah. W- when you get involved with people like the Chainsmokers, you do not know what to expect because we we we're not from that world, obviously. But their work ethic and the way they've treated us along the way, whilst working with them, has actually been surprisingly, really, really adorable in many ways. Mm-hmm. They're very welcoming and very, very. Uh, polite and making sure that we're stoked on what's yeah. being released and how everything looks and feels because we're kind of crazy about that yeah. at this point in our career.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming in and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck with everything with this album and with the tour and everything. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. Thanks again. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Every time that you say you're
3: going to leave, that's when you get the very best of me. You know we need to the air we breathe.
1: Thank you so much to 5 Seconds of Summer for coming in and talking to Keith. I'm super bummed that I wasn't there for the interview, but I hopefully will see them next time. Feels like every
0: time I talk to 5 Sauce, it's me
1: and not me with anyone else. For some I have never interviewed them. So yes, it is the Keith and 5 Sauce show. All right. So now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Yeah. Lover.
0: So earlier, we said that Taylor Swift just got her 25th top 10 hit on the Hot 100 chart with Lover. What we didn't say is that she now ties Elvis Presley for the 10th most top 10s in the history of the Hot 100 chart uh, since it launched back in August of 1958. Now, Madonna, you may know her, <laughs> still holds the record for the most top 10s with 38, She's followed by Drake with 35. And then after that, we've got The Beatles with 34, Rihanna with 31, Michael Jackson with 30, Mariah Carey and Stevie Wonder each with 28, Janet Jackson and Elton John each with 27, and then we get to Elvis and Taylor with 25. Uh, it's worth noting, though, that a number of Elvis's hit singles actually predated the Hot 100 charts launch, uh, which is why his number of top 10s may seem a little bit smaller than you may be thinking. Because it's like, well, wait, what about those early hits? Yeah, they we didn't have the chart yet. So that's why his number seems a little bit smaller than you would think it to be. Uh, so there you have it for the chart stat of the week. This week, it's a quick recap of the acts with the most top 10 hits on the Hot 100 chart. Why don't you know what a trend. we are at the end of the show congrats to lizzo yeah. congrats to taylor just a lot happening on the charts this week and hey thanks five sauce
1: yeah i feel like because we talk about this a lot i love the song juice by lizzo and it's not number one but it still has a lot of love in my heart i think we should go out with that one let's do that and we'll see you guys next time bye
5: bye <laughs>